Hey guys, I'm Joseph Walter, and this is Loving Theology. So we're in a series talking about God's love and suffering. And we've talked about the fact that while he doesn't always show his love for us by preventing suffering in our lives, he does show it by the fact that he is always there with us in the midst of it, strengthening and comforting us. That we are never made to face suffering alone. And while we've talked about where God is in the process of suffering, I want to ask another question. What is God doing in the midst of that suffering? And I want to do that by talking about one story in the Bible in particular. Her name was Jochebed. And whenever she got married, the Egyptians had already enslaved the Israelites. Pharaoh made a terrible decree. If any of his people saw a young Hebrew boy playing, he was to be thrown into the Nile. Whenever she got pregnant, I just think of their situation. And I just think of myself in that situation, not knowing if it was a boy or a girl, knowing that we, we wouldn't know until the baby was born. Whenever the baby was born, it was a boy. That had to be a moment that was overflowing with emotion and so many mixed emotions. Emotions of joy and excitement that the baby's here, we've been waiting for nine months, but also fear and anxiety and anguish because how are we going to keep this baby boy safe? Everyone in this country wants to kill him, quite literally. So what Jokovet did was that she hid him for three months. And you know over the course of those three months that that baby cried. I mean, if there's one thing that babies know how to do, it's cry. I don't know how she did it. I have no doubt that whenever she cried out, she rushed in, totally panicking, freaking out, trying to find a way to get the baby to quiet down so that no one would figure out that they have a baby. After three months, she realized that she couldn't keep it up forever, that she couldn't keep the baby hidden forever, that eventually he was going to be discovered. So what she did was she took a basket and she put the baby in it. She put him in the river and she watched him float away. That moment where the baby's crying in a basket, floating down the river, had to be probably the most difficult moment in her life. Questions would be flooding into my mind. God, where are you? Do you not see what's happening? Do you not care about what's happening? It's the same way that the disciples felt in Mark 4:38. Whenever the storm waters came into the boat and started crashing in, Jesus was asleep in the boat. And they woke him up and they said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? That's exactly how it feels sometimes whenever we're suffering. It feels like God, do you see what I'm going through? Do you not care what I'm going through? That's an understandable feeling. And I think God answered that question for us whenever he answered that question for the Israelites. In Exodus 2.25, it says this, God saw the sons of Israel and God took notice of them. He was concerned about them, knowing all, understanding all, and remembering all. But that leads us back to, okay, God, if you are concerned about this, if you do care about this, then what are you doing here? What's your plan? So let's go back to the story of Jochebed and see what was God doing in her story. The baby floated down the river to be found by the daughter of Pharaoh. And whenever she opened the basket, she saw the baby crying and she knew that he was a Hebrew, which means that she knew what she was commanded to do. She knew she was commanded to throw him into the Nile, but instead she had compassion on him. And what's more is that she called Jochebed to nurse him and take care of him and raise him. And she also paid her an income to do so. so so Jochebed's baby was not only saved, she was able to raise him. So we see that God relieved her suffering. But if we take a step back for a minute, then we can see how God was working an even larger plan. You see, one day that baby would grow up to be called by God to rescue the people of Israel out of slavery, out of Egypt. Because Jochebed was Moses' mother. God was in the midst of it. That not only was he walking alongside Jochebed in the story, but he was working to redeem the pain that she was going through. You see, while she didn't know it at the time, her own pain would ultimately alleviate the suffering of others. That her own story and the tragedy in it would be part of God's bigger story of rescue and redemption for his people, Israel. 
So what I want you to know is that God sees the pain that you're in. God sees and he's concerned by it. He's concerned to ease that suffering. He cares. He cares not only for our suffering, but he cares for the suffering of others as well. So if you're in the middle of suffering right now and you're wondering where is God, I want you to feel that he's right next to you. If you're asking yourself, does he care? I want you to hear a resounding yes, that he does care. But if you've been through something tragic and you're looking back and you're asking yourself, why did I go through this? Why did this have to happen to me? I want you to know that God cares about that too, that he is concerned about that as well. And that he is working to redeem that pain, that he is working to give purpose to that pain. I know that my own struggles have made me far more compassionate and made it far easier for me to relate to people who've been through struggles so that I can actually help them, help to alleviate their suffering as well. God longs to give that kind of purpose to our pain. But I don't wanna leave you without hope either. Because just like God had a plan for the Israelites to rescue them from their suffering forever, God also has a plan to rescue us from our suffering forever. And he spells this plan out for us in Revelation 21. In verse four it says, he will wipe away every tear from their eye and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. If I'm honest, whenever I first read that, it sounded too good to be true. It, it didn't, it was difficult for me to trust that that was actually going to happen. And so I had a hard time actually putting my hope there, actually feeling excited about that moment, which is why I think in the very next verse, as if God can read my mind and knows that I'm going to struggle with doubt here, he says this, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. So I want you to see that he does see, that he does care, and that he has a plan, that he has a plan to relieve our suffering that he has a plan to redeem our suffering by giving us purpose to that pain. And what's more is that he has a plan to rescue us from our suffering forever. And we can have hope in that plan, that God is working that for us. But in all of this, I want you to know that you are not alone, that God doesn't leave us alone in our suffering, but he is right next to us, comforting us in it. Now we saw in this story how God did rescue her from her suffering. But what happens whenever God does allow us to suffer and doesn't quickly come to rescue us like he did here? How do we go through that and know that God loves us? Next time, we're going to talk about a character where that was exactly true for their story. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out. Thanks for joining us today.